This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. I did some NFL news of the day. We got Barry Church, Cowboys safety, coming up at 320, as well as we roll in hour number two of the G-Bag Nation. Zach Wolchuk alongside Brian Broaddus, Lucius Alexander, Carter Freeman, running your video on YouTube and on Twitch. And, of course, you are turning on Leave It On listeners. Hashtag Tolo. Appreciate you. 877-881-1053. Always to join the conversation on the truckwreck.com text line. We do have a Cowboys ticket giveaway in the 5 o'clock hour. You have the opportunity to go and witness history. Jimmy Johnson being inducted into the Ring of Honor at halftime of what is a big game against the Detroit Lions at AT&T Stadium. Cowboys trying to make it 16 in a row at home. Now, uh, I did... What is the chances that Peyton will screw up the clock at halftime while we're doing it to Jimmy Johnson? (laughs) You know, he's been pretty good for the majority. Or what's the chances we screw up the clock? I, we're not going to screw it up. It'd be a Peyton thing. We haven't. I, I, that was a one-time thing last year. I had a poor Christy Scales with the whole Dolly Parton thing, right? That got a little bit. Yeah, because Dolly, they couldn't. They couldn't get her. They couldn't get her through the middle of the star, right? The, yeah, and, they had and to walk her up the stairs. It broke, so they had to find a way, another way to go about it. I did see this from our buddy Nick Harris. If you're not able to go to the game, yeah, ESPN will be airing the halftime ceremony oh, for Jimmy Johnson being inducted in the Hall of Fame. Of course, you can also listen to it right here on 105. What if Troy had we'll something to do with that? that. What if Troy, I bet he did. What if Troy said, hey, how about putting this thing on the uh, putting this thing on the air? Because he's going to run down from the booth, put his you know Ring of Honor jacket on, yeah. which we found out from Drew Pearson, you don't get to keep. No, you don't get to keep the jacket. It's interesting. It's a blue jacket. It's kind of nice. It's pretty cool looking. Yeah, it is. So, you know, he'll uh, run down there, put the jacket on, and then Jimmy will go in, and then he'll run back up, call the rest of the game there. Uh, from the booth with Joe Buck, of course. Now, some of the big news that's going on right now uh, as everything's moving fast and furious as we get ready for another week in the National Football League, it does appear Jalen Waddle likely out for Miami against the Ravens that he uh, suffered against the Cowboys. Mm. It's also looking like C.J. Stroud is practicing and he's trending towards hopefully playing. For yes. the Texans. So he's missed the last two weeks. Boy, they, need, they, they need him back there back. They do. They need him Before really this back. thing completely falls off the rails. And the Vikings are benching Nick Mullins and going with the rookie from BYU, Jaron Hall. Now, the last time they started him, <laughs> Jaron Hall let a drive into the red zone and then suffered a concussion and didn't get his job back because here came Josh Dubs. And Josh Dubs became Josh Dobbs again. And then they went with Mullins. Now they're going back to the rookie, Jaron Hall. But... That is Dobbs a, still hurt? No. Or they, they Dobbs, just, is, Dobbs is ready right now, but oh, they just want to say, you know what, let's give the youngster a chance. Wow. And Justin Jefferson has been saying, hey, Kirk Cousins, please, please come back and sign, re-sign with us next year because yeah. we're, we're struggling right now. But yeah. Jaron Hall was my sleeper guy of the draft. I did like him. Smaller dude. Uh, and you saw that, getting, a, mm-hmm. getting concussed in his <laughs> first drive. So fingers crossed for my dude Jaron Hall that he goes out and plays well. Maybe he can start the last couple of weeks, and we'll see moving forward who ends up being the guy there in Minnesota if Kirk Cousins does indeed re-sign or not. Big news yesterday was Russell Wilson, right? That was the uh, the bomb dropped on us where he is now being benched and moving forward. It appears he's going to be cut in March, and they're going to move on. Russell Wilson, Mr. Unlimited, taking to Twitter, saying, God's got me. Looking forward to what's next. 
Got 30, 34, 36 million guaranteed. Got a lot of money that he's going to be making. Yeah. Yeah. 34 and a half or 35.4 next year and the following season, 49.6 million. But they have to pay him, right? Yeah. And they can spread that's now they'll designate him a post June 1st cut. And then that's how they can divide that 85 million between two seasons instead of having to eat that all in one year. Yeah. But yeah, 39 million in guarantees for 2024. Man, I, uh, I wonder who in the organization made that call. I don't think it was George Patton, the uh, general manager, because he's the one that made the deal, you know. And you know, he had new ownership coming in. So I'm going to guess that maybe Sean and the owners determined this one. Probably I, I, George probably not involved in what's going on there. Yeah, I think that would be right. my guess. Because Jordan Schultz was reporting that back, you know, in October, yeah, they were talking to Russ about we'd like you to, you know, sit. We're gonna move on. Or we're gonna bench you. And they were talking like, hey, can you restructure your contract to try and help them with some of those financial issues when it came to the guaranteed money? Russ is like, hell no, go yeah. bleep yourself. As he should, and all players. I don't. Should. I do not blame him one bit. So then they won three in a row. They started playing good football. Uh, but now what happened with New England, they've gone back and said, you know what? We're, that was a terrible loss. We're done with this. That might be the worst loss in the National Football League this year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it because is that, to me, that's, you know, if you're, and I know that I felt terrible. I mean, I, I like Sean. Sean and I are friends, but you're in a situation right there, man. They had a chance, the way with Kansas City's playing right now, they had a chance to potentially win the division there. Yep. Just keep you know, just keep finding a way, and, and hopefully Kansas City continues to fall apart. Yeah, they win that game; they're a game back. Yeah, so they're sitting right there uh, with an, and they still have a nine percent chance to make the postseason. We'll see if Jared Stidham uh, they, can they be give, a spark, they, but I think it's over. They, I agree they've with given you. up. Yeah. Okay, so here is your guy Sean Payton. He was uh, asked by the media about the decision with Russ and Sean making that tough decision. Here's what he said: I get that, and, and yet I can't replace the entire offensive line. I can't bring in five new receivers and. And, it, and if it continues over a period of time, then there'll be another guy here talking to you as well. Yeah. I, it, this, this is something that, you know, these are difficult decisions. And obviously, there's more attention when it's the quarterback who's, who's under contract, but different than maybe, you know, earlier decisions we've made with maybe last year's prior starters. I can just assure you one thing, and, and honestly, and, and I've said this to Greg and George a number of times, I'm just interested in winning, and and it doesn't matter how. Um, when you do this, you know, for this long of a period of time, it's all you're interested in because there's nothing like it. And then the other side of it, you know, there's nothing like that either. So that's kind of what it is. Gino Smith, uh, who ended up taking over for us in Seattle, took to Twitter and uh, put out free three in regards to Russell Wilson. Yeah. I did think that was pretty funny. Yeah, so I, that's you a know, Gino. Yeah, I you know, and you know, the the ownership group there in 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 Denver has you know they've they're they bought in, and Sean took that job in Denver because to do what exactly what he's doing right now, you know, Sean could have worked with Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones and Will McClay. he could have been just fine, but Sean wants to Sean wants to make sure that the rally towels are the right colors. Sean wants to make sure that the food on the plane is the right food. And Sean wants to make sure that the, you know, the players are all the players that he wants to coach, you know. And there's people that watch a lot of Bronco tape 
and say, you know, Sean Payton is this huge play sheet. And it, they feel like they'd only run about nine plays off that play sheet because of, you know, because of Russ. And, and that's, if you, you know, the, the ownership, the ownership feels it's, it's, you know, they're trying to make things work with Sean Payton. They're not interested in right now in making things work with Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. You know, even though Russ has had a really good year, if you look at, you know, the, you know, to come back the way he has, the stats and stuff are good. He's not, you know, but still, Sean Payton took the Denver Broncos job because he knew he would have full control and right or wrong, depending, you know, I'm sure, and black and gold's out there going, you know, know, he's a Saints fan from bat, you know, he's probably thinking, man, I've seen this. I've seen this, you know, and you have some wins and then all of a sudden Sean gets control and then he runs the team in the ground and he leaves, you know? And so I'm kind of thinking that Sean, yeah, this Denver job, he's going to try and turn this thing around. But like I said, if it gets to the point where it gets a little in the next two, three years, he's absolutely right. Someone else will be coaching that team. Now, it'll be interesting because they'll clearly be in the market for a quarterback in the upcoming draft. They've currently got the 14th overall pick in the first round. Uh, their second round pick is still going to Seattle. So yeah. They don't have a second, so they'll probably have to move up somehow. Maybe it's Caleb Williams they make a push for. But Caleb Williams ended commanders. up liking. Yeah. And I think the commanders, yes, the, the, yeah. the reports are the commanders are very smitten with Caleb Williams, which I get why. Uh, somebody who covered the Bears put out only one option for the Bears in the 2024 NFL draft. It's not Caleb. We want Justin Fields. The answer is Marvin Harrison Jr. There you go. And Caleb Williams was seen liking that tweet as we've we've talked about how he might not want to go to Chicago and the rumors were, is he for sure even going to enter and declare for the NFL draft? Well, there's another uh, push towards, I don't want to be a Chicago Bear for Caleb yeah. Williams and making it known. Sure. I, I You know what I'm going to be interested in is the discussion and you're going to hear some whispers and then we're going to, we're going to hear about tests and we're going to hear about meetings and visits and all that stuff with Caleb Williams. I wonder if people are going to talk about him in a positive light and their impressions of dealing with him. And I mean, dealing with him in a way of the interviews. Yeah. Are we, you know, and, and this, we'll all get to the combine and though, and next thing you know, well, you know, there'll be somebody that, Somebody steps up and says, well, this interview didn't go great and all that, that and the other. I mean, just the way things are. It's my but biggest I, but I wonder, question. But I wonder if his personality yes. is going to turn off a lot of teams. The way that he handled adversity at USC was not good. He's, was he's, that crying on the sideline? He's cry- well, but, well, remember, he wanted some uh, interest in the team that was going to pick him that, up. And then he see that interest going out the window. I would cry on the sideline, too, to my mama's bosom. Then, then he's not going ahead and meeting with reporters after losses as well. Yeah. You know, it's the first time in his entire college career that he was losing. And the way that he handled it, I don't know, is reflective of what teams really want in their franchise quarterback. So I think that that's going to be critical in the draft evaluation process because when you watch him on tape, there's no question. He is, he is the it, most talented quarterback incredible. in this draft class. Incredible. But there's, the intangibles matter at the quarterback position. That does. I mean, that that's why you're seeing, and Kyler had a really good year where he was fighting for MVP. But then you hear about, oh, well, he doesn't get along with his teammates. Oh, he's sulking and by himself on the bench. Now there's question marks about his future in Arizona. Is Caleb Williams the next Kyler Murray type? In that regard, 
because the talent's there. There's no question about it. Yeah. But in terms of the leadership traits, you need to talk to his coaches. You need to talk to the teammates. You need to get in a room with him and figure out, is this dude built for the NFL when it comes to the mental makeup and the leadership capabilities of a quarterback? Because that certainly matters when you're taking yeah. somebody number one overall. What more do you want from me? <laughs> Just throw a bunch of touchdown passes. I think, That's all we want. I think if I were the Bears, and I was a Bears fan, I'd be terrified about what's ahead for me. And, you know, if they start to talk about because they've tried with quarterbacks, right? Yeah. Mitch Trubisky. But they just been, drafted the wrong ones. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, if you're a Bears fan. Now Fields. It, I mean, maybe Fields I think, has, has I, played I, pretty well the last couple of I think, games. I think Fields would be fine. I think if you get Fields some weapons and get him some protection, I think Fields would be fine. But, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and act like I watch every single Chicago sure. Bear game. But I do know that that there's been times where you watch the – the the best tape against the uh, Detroit Lions has been the Chicago Bears. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the Bills of uh, yeah. the Bears almost yeah. beat them twice. Yeah, that's that. that if it's you want, crazy. You want to watch some some tape of how to how to handle the Detroit Lions? Watch the Chicago Bears tape. This was pretty wild. So yesterday, part of the back and forth with Micah and Gronk was Debo also getting involved on the K Adams show on Up and Adams because Debo is on there once a week. And so Debo is taking shots at Micah, and then he also sideswiped Cam and said, by the way, Cam, <laughs> you were talking negatively about my quarterback, yet you're calling and texting me all the time to come on your podcast. And so Cam then made a video, put it on social media, said, dude, I don't even have your number. Uh, and he used some other language there. I'm just going yeah. ahead and paraphrasing. So Debo put the receipts out on social media. Later to find out that wasn't Cam Newton. There were a bunch of high school kids. Yeah. They got Debo's number and were catfishing him as Cam Newton. Yeah. And so Debo went and took uh, you know, removed all of those receipts. And my gosh, I don't know how they got Debo's number, but uh it's a hell of a prank right there from those high school kids. There's some smart kids out there, man. There are. There's some smart kids. There are some smart kids. Uh last thing here, Jim Harbaugh. Can't play can't play a damn bit of side yard football, but they can figure out how to These hack damn somebody. Damn kids are gonna hack yeah. and get everybody's They cannot numbers. they cannot make a basket if they had to. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, you know, you know, dribble a basketball, but man, my, they could they could sure mess you over they, they hacking you and stuff like that. Uh Harbaugh was asked about the NFL rumors <laughs> and he answers in a very Jim Harbaugh way by not answering the question whatsoever. Jim, you've got a history in San Diego, and you finished your career with the Chargers. You have an opening right now. Just what was it like playing for them and for the Spanish family? Yeah, it's just a very one-track mind about this game. Uh, right now, just have, have fun with the family and the, and, the, and the team and the players. It's like we're at the happiest place on earth. <laughs> uh, and we're gonna have we're gonna enjoy ourselves and then and then uh, get back to business. You know, see if we can't dominate the day. Got some some good meetings tonight, and, and we wake up tomorrow and and in uh, practice. See if we can't dominate that day. I mean, this is a this is like straight out of the Jackie Harbaugh playbook. You know, one day at a time, one play at a time, and uh, that's how we're approaching each day. He's open. He's open. He's open. He's open for business. He is open for I'm business. I'm going to sidestep this question. I am focused on Alabama. But, yeah, I'd be open to the Chargers job. Yeah. 
Uh, so we'll have to monitor that. I, I think Harbaugh's going to the NFL, and I think a lot of it has to do with what's going on with Michigan, and they're about to get slapped down with a bunch of sanctions, and he's going to leave sure. that program and let him deal with the mess that he created. Yeah, he's going to go to a place where he could be like Sean Payton, have a, have some control over the roster and, and be able to to do it the way he wants to do it. 